In 2016, you joined the Bronx Italian American History Initiative, which traces the history of Italians and Italian Americans in the Bronx in the 20th century. Can you tell me a little bit more about how, how does this work? On the one hand, it's a it's an example of what we would call community-engaged research, which is something the university is really prioritizing right now. And basically what that means is that you kind of go outside the university walls and you engage with the local community. And what we aim to do is collect stories from Italians and Italian Americans who grew up in the Bronx. But eventually we are going to involve them in the design of the project. It used to be you would talk to them and that would be it. But this whole idea of participatory design and reaching out to the community and engaging with the community brings them back into the project. So we are going to reach out to them and as we kind of figure out the kind of larger architecture of how we're gonna design this archive. Um, but we do wanna think about their experiences and their memories um, and contextualize them in the racial and ethnic fabric of the Bronx and look at how their experiences compare with African-Americans, with Latinx, and with other white ethnic populations. Um, we're also thinking about different experiences of men and women, of northern and southern Italians, of different generations. So how did you make the leap from being a film historian to community-engaged research? I saw that my colleague Kathleen Lapenta in Modern Languages was beginning this Italian-American history initiative. So I teach a class on Italian-Americans on American screens, so I've done a lot of work um, in this area. I also wrote a an article on Charles Atlas, who was originally named Angelo Siciliano, Whoa. and how he kind of used bodybuilding to achieve not only success, but whiteness at a time when Italians were discriminated against. But I really think I was profoundly influenced by two things. One are my colleagues at Fordham, particularly in the Communication and Media Studies Department, who are all in some ways involved in civic engagement. So I taught this class on Italian Americans on American screens, taught it so many times at multiple institutions, but this is my third time teaching it here. So we read an article about Little Italy's and from a kind of anthropological and sociological point of view. And then we went to Ferragosto, which is the big festival here the weekend after Labor Day. But we all went out and we looked at how the neighborhood through the festival inscribes Italianness, right? And a kind of tension that exists between this sort of image that it wishes to present and the actual sort of residential population of the area, which is much more ethnically diverse than Italians. The other aspect is that I've recently been involved in a leadership program sponsored by the Association of Jesuit Colleges and Universities. Um, it's called the Ignatian Colleagues Program. Part of this, you, you attend different seminars and workshops, but you also do a service immersion trip. And I went down to the border. I worked with the Kino Border Initiative for a week and as a kind of witness, right? We worked five mornings a week in the Comedor, the cafeteria where they serve meals to recently deported um, migrants, people about to try to get through, people seeking asylum. And it was a profoundly moving experience. 
and I came back from that trip saying, okay, you know, am I just going to go back into the archive and deal with my papers? Or am I going to try to somehow shift my work so that it engages with contemporary issues, but also gets me and students and scholars thinking about how we can do scholarship that's needed. So for instance, right, a lot of uh, NGOs, I was just at a conference recently about refugee and migrant education and their relationship to universities and how you can establish partnerships. So what we're doing with the Bronx Project is much more historical, but so many parallels exist between the way immigrants and migrants were treated during the major wave of immigration in the United States between 1880 and 1924 to what's going on now. And so can we learn from our mistakes? Right? I can bring, I hope, a historical perspective. And then with that historical knowledge, help to empower students and scholars as well to think about what it means to be an academic in the 21st century. I think that it's about choosing an issue that matters to you and trying to affect change with that issue. So I'm dealing with a historical project on immigration. Shouldn't I be working on immigration issues right now? Shouldn't I be out there in the field? Shouldn't I be working with migrant communities? Shouldn't I be working to bring attention to these issues so that we don't make the same mistakes again? So that we don't block a ship of immigrants like we did during World War II, right? A ship of Jewish immigrants who had no place to go. Because again, right, it goes back to this issue of entitlement. What makes these people less entitled to safety, to human dignity? And I think that's really the core issue for me, is preserving human dignity. And that's both a human issue, but it's also a Jesuit and Catholic issue.